again, everyone, and welcome back to The InDesigner, the video cast that provides information, instruction, and insight for designers using and learning Adobe InDesign. I'm your host, Michael Murphy, graphic designer and Adobe certified expert in InDesign CS2, and this is episode 42, The Summer Movie Spectacular. Summer seems to be the time for movies, and if it's good enough for The Simpsons, it's good enough for me. So in this episode, we're going to talk about using movies in InDesign, setting up ways to control them, and creating PDFs that will actually play them. But first, there's a few things you need to know. Before I jump into how to work with movies in InDesign, here's a rundown on what you and your intended audience will need. Both you and whoever the PDF is going to be sent to are going to have to have QuickTime 6.0 or higher installed on your systems. And for embedded movies, you'll need either Acrobat 6 or Adobe Reader 6 or higher. Supported movie formats in InDesign are QuickTime or .mov files, AVI files, MPEG files, and SWF files exported from Flash. This is a project I've been playing around with for a while, a book of photos and stories from a trip I took to Ireland last year. Some stories can be told with words, some with pictures, and some need more, which is where video comes in. Getting movies into InDesign is essentially the same as bringing in any other kind of graphic content. You can go to the File menu, choose Place, find the particular videos you want to bring in, and click Open. Or, if you're working in Adobe Bridge and navigate to the folder where your movies are, you could filter that folder to show you only QuickTime movies, that's a nice feature I like a lot, and then choose the movies you want. Go to the File menu and choose Place in InDesign. Or, you can go to any Finder window or Windows Explorer window, if you're on the PC, and just drag the movies right into your InDesign document. But there's another way to bring movies into InDesign that is completely unique to those types of file formats. I'm going to draw out a frame on this page, then Control-click on that frame, or right-click on the PC, and choose Interactive, then Movie Options. Note that this is an option even though I don't have any movie, or anything else for that matter, placed in this frame. This opens the Movie Options dialog box where I can choose a file by clicking the Choose button, selecting the video I want, and clicking Open. Notice that the name of the video appears in the Name field, and the movie's size is indicated down here. Another option I have here is to embed the movie in the PDF. This is great for keeping the PDF as a standalone file with all multimedia elements included, but keep in mind that embedding movies in a PDF adds the size of the movie to the size of your PDF. With video, that can really add up. So depending on how you're distributing the PDF, you may want to keep the videos as linked external files that exist on the media you use to distribute the PDF, a CD for example, or point to movies that reside on a web server, which we'll cover later in the episode. For now, I'm not going to embed this file in my PDF. In the options area, the first choice is poster. Just like a movie poster represents a theatrical movie before you see it, a poster in InDesign is the image that you see that stands in for the movie before it plays in the PDF. Here in the preview area, you can see that there's no poster for this movie. If I choose Standard, I get this cheesy film leader image that is definitely not what I want. If I choose Default, the first frame of the movie is used as the poster, but the first frame isn't always the best way to represent your movie, so I'm going to choose a movie frame as my poster. That opens up a preview of the video where I can actually play the full-size movie to get to the point I want 
or grab the playback head and drag through the timeline to pick the frame I want to act as a placeholder image on the page. This looks fine to me, so I'll click OK, and here's the preview of my chosen poster frame. The next option to set is Mode. I can either play once then stop, which will play the entire movie beginning to end, then go back to the poster frame. Or play once stay open, which also plays the whole movie, but keeps the last frame displayed or keeps a floating window open if you present your movie that way. Repeat play will loop the movie continuously without stopping. If you care at all about your audience, you probably don't want to do this. I'll keep this at play once then stop. Play on page turn will start the movie automatically as soon as someone gets to this page. This may or may not be a good thing, depending on what you're doing. Show controller during play puts the standard QuickTime controller below the movie once it starts playing, allowing the user to pause, play, or step through the movie as they want to. Floating window opens the movie in a floating window above the PDF itself. If you choose this, you have some preset options for presenting the movie at its actual size, a reduced size, or an enlarged size. You also have a handful of options for where that floating window is positioned relative to the PDF. I don't want to use any of these options, but before I leave this dialog box, I'm going to type in a description, which will be used by screen readers to describe the video to the visually impaired. Then I'll click OK. And there's my movie on the page. I'll zoom in so you can see that this placed movie shows a film strip icon and the file name of the QuickTime movie over the poster frame. This is unique to interactive elements in InDesign documents. This frame is a bit big for this movie, so I'll go to the Object menu and choose Fitting, Fit Frame to Content. That snaps the frame to the size of my movie. Next, I'm going to Option-click or Alt-click on the PC and drag this frame to create a duplicate right next to it. Then I'll go to the File menu, choose Place, and select a different movie to place in this duplicate frame. Here again, I've got my little icon and the new file name. I'll control-click on the new frame, choose Interactive Movie Options, and here's the new file name reflected in the name field. I'm going to type in a new description for this movie, but I'll leave all of the other options the same. I'm not even going to set a different poster for the movie. I'll keep it as the default of the first frame, then click OK. On the page, I can move and resize these placed movies like any other object till they're just where I want them. I can even apply an object style to these frames. In this case, I'm choosing the white-bordered image style that's also applied to the static image above the two movies. It's important to note that my stroke in this style is aligned to the outside of the frame. This is because you cannot put anything, even text or a stroke, on top of a movie. You'll see it on the InDesign page, but when you export the final PDF, anything placed over the movie will disappear. Zooming in, you can see that I've got my two movies on the page fitting nicely with the other non-interactive elements. Let's export this file as a PDF. I'll name it irelandtest01.pdf, and in the export dialog, you'll notice that I have a preset called Interactive PDF. This has the settings I need when using multimedia elements in PDFs. The compatibility is set to Acrobat 7 or PDF version 1.6. You can use earlier versions, but the farther back you go past Acrobat 6, the more limitations you'll have as to the file types you can use and whether or not the files can be embedded in the PDF. So I'm sticking with the Acrobat 7 setting. I'll export only pages 2 and 3. 
The most important checkbox in this dialog for my purposes is this one, Interactive Elements. This must be checked to have movies, sound, and buttons included in my PDF. Under Multimedia, I want to choose Use Object Settings, which will honor the specific embedding or linking settings for each movie in my file. If I want to override those settings document-wide, I could choose Link All to remove any embedding, or Embed All to have all of my movies built into a standalone PDF. I'll click Export, wait while the PDF is made, then switch to Acrobat, open my IrelandTest01.pdf file, and here's my PDF with movies in place. I'll zoom into this part of the layout. Notice that as I move my cursor over the placed movie, it changes from the standard hand cursor to the pointer finger. When I click the movie, the first thing I get, unfortunately, is this Manage Trust for Multimedia Content dialog box. This is a necessary but annoying precaution that Acrobat takes whenever external interactive media is going to be played, in case it's an attempt to hack the end user's computer. I can change these settings on my end to not display these warnings, but there's no guarantee that whoever receives your PDF will have these warnings suppressed, so they may see some variation of this warning too. I'll click play and let's have a look. So my video has finished, then bounced back to the poster frame. I'll click the bottom movie and let that play. Here again it plays entirely and then snaps back to the default poster. The only thing that's kind of a problem here is that the only way to know that there are movies in this document is to hover over them with the mouse. What I'd like is for these little icons here to be buttons that can be clicked to play those movies. So let's go back to InDesign and see how to set that up. But I'm not going to do it with these same two movies. I'm going to go to a different spread and place a new movie by dragging it into the spread from the finder and then size it down to fit the column width. We can see that it's a movie from the icon and file name displayed here, and for this particular movie, I already know that there really isn't a good frame to use as a poster. It's a bit jerky and washed out because it was taken while walking across a high bridge on a windy day. So instead of picking a frame from the movie as a poster, I want to choose an image as the poster. This allows me to pick any image, including high-resolution images, to stand in for my movie on the page. I'll choose my scarybridge.psd file to act as the poster, and what's great about this is, with a high-resolution poster, I will have an InDesign file that can be exported as both a press-ready PDF for print and as an interactive PDF for email, CD, or internet distribution, all from one file. The high-res image comes in too big for the frame, so I'll go to the object menu and choose Fitting, Fill Frame Proportionally, and the image fills the entire frame. But we're here to make this icon control our movie, so I'll select this anchored object here in the caption, and control-click on it, and select Interactive, Convert to Button. Now that this little icon is a button, I can control-click again and choose Interactive, 
button options. Buttons can do many, many things in InDesign, and there's a whole episode that could be done about that. But for now, I'm limiting myself to making a button that controls my movie. I'll give my button a name, more to keep myself organized than anything else, and I could also set the visibility of the button to be visible on the page, which is what I want. The other options here are hidden, or visible but not printable, or hidden and printable. These allow you to do some creative things with buttons if you want to, but we're keeping it simple for now. The important options for buttons are here under Behaviors. If you do a lot of work for the web, in Flash, or with JavaScript, the idea of button behaviors should be familiar to you. There's an event, something you do with the button, that triggers a behavior or action. The option I want is Mouse Up, which is the point where someone releases the mouse after clicking the button. But there are other options you could also use for other purposes. The behavior I want when this event occurs is Movie, which makes this button control a specific movie in my file. There are many other options under the Behavior menu, but as I said, a whole episode could be done on buttons alone. The two options for a movie are which movie to control, and this menu lists only movies already in my InDesign document. I can't add a new movie here. So I'll choose my bridge crossing movie, and the other options are to play, stop, pause, or resume the movie. If I wanted to, I could create several buttons that make up a custom controller for this movie, but I'm keeping it simple this time around and just choosing play. To assign this behavior to the button, I'll click Add. And here's the behavior listed on the left. I'm done here, so I'll click OK. To test this button out, I'll export this file as a PDF. I'll just export the spread on pages 8 and 9, and go to Acrobat to open it up. In Acrobat, I'll zoom in on this area of the page, and notice how good my high-resolution poster looks alongside the other high-resolution images on the page. Notice also that I could still click right on the movie frame itself to play it, but that I also get the pointer finger cursor when I hover over the little play icon below it. I'll click that button I created, and let's see what happens. You'll have to pardon the noise in this video, it's a whole lot of wind blowing across a high, rusty bridge that goes to an old lighthouse on the southwesternmost tip of Ireland. When the video finishes, it returns to my high-resolution image. Now we're back in InDesign, and I want to play around with a little cooler implementation of buttons and movies to tell one of my favorite stories from this trip, about two back-to-back -back rental car breakdowns within hours of each other on the same rainy day. Video taken while it happened really does do the story much more justice than just images and text. I'm going to draw out a frame here, control-click on it, and instead of choosing a file on my hard drive, I'm going to specify a URL this time. I'll type in the address of a movie that's on my web server, and then I need to click Verify URL and Movie Size. What happens when I do this, InDesign will go out to the web, obviously I need to be connected at the time, and make sure that the file exists, then report back its physical size so I can work with it in my document. So I'll click that, and it's done. There's my movie size. Even though this movie isn't on my hard drive, I can still choose a movie frame from it to act as a poster. But I'm not going to do that for this movie, I have something better in mind. 
Also for this movie, I'm going to select Show Controller During Play because I want the user to be able to pause, rewind, and stop this somewhat longer movie as they see fit. I'll click OK, and you'll notice on the page that there's no poster for this movie. All I see is a rectangle of diagonal lines with the movie icon and file name displayed. For all intents and purposes, this is an invisible movie. I'll go to the Object menu, then Fitting, Fit Frame to Content, to snap the frame to my movie size, then Option Drag to make a duplicate of this frame. I'll Control click choose Interactive Movie Options, and I'm going to make a small change in this URL to a different movie file, Breakdown2.mov, which is on the web, so I'll click Verify URL and Movie Size, leave everything else unchanged, and click OK. Next, I'm going to move this movie frame to the center of my right-hand page, then put the other one in the exact same position. Switching to preview mode, you'll see that nothing is visible except the background image where these movies are placed. So how does someone know there's a movie to be played? Well, here's what we're going to do. I could just make these little play icons into buttons, and I will in the finished project, but I'm also going to turn these placed high-resolution images into buttons themselves. When they're clicked, they'll play the movie that they're related to. I'll select the first one, control click choose Interactive, Convert to Button, and notice that the image is still here, but now it says Button 38. I'll control click again, choose Interactive, Button Options, and I'm going to name the button and assign the same behaviors as before, except I'll select the Breakdown1.mov file to be controlled by the button. I'll click Add, then OK, and do the exact same thing for the second image, naming it Breakdown2 and choosing the Breakdown2.mov file as the movie to be controlled by this button. Now I have two images that are also buttons. When those buttons are clicked, they're going to play those invisible movies on the opposite page. Let's see how that's going to work out. I'll export this file as irelandtest03.pdf, then keep all of my other export options as is, except that I want pages 4 and 5 this time. Once that's done, I'll switch to Acrobat, open the PDF, and you'll notice that on the right, there's no indication that there's any movie placed here, except that as I move the mouse on and off the area where the movies actually are, the cursor switches back and forth from the hand cursor to the pointer finger. On the left, I get that cursor when I hover over these two images as well, which are now buttons. Let's see what happens when I click the first one. So we're sitting here in Killarney National Park in the pouring rain, and it's probably going to be another half an hour before the mechanic gets here to take us to Kerry Airport to get a new car. Here's the gear shift box. Look at that! <laughs> but, uh, pretty useless in terms of shifting. So there you have part one of our sad little tale of rental car breakdowns. Now let's click the second image and see what happened just a few hours later. Well, this is our second attempt at getting a car. Yeah! Now we're in a tow truck for the second time today because the replacement car we got died on the N22 <laughs> on its way out of Killarney. Now um, we're watching as the new car is being winched up onto the tow truck. <laughs> by Michael, the same we'll, guy from last time. Yes, by the same guy from the first time around. 
So that's my whole story told in video, which I think does a much better job than still images or written text possibly could. When you really start to play around with these features, there are a lot of cool and clever things you can do by creating buttons and other interactive content to make your PDFs a much more interesting experience for whoever you're distributing them to. The limits are just bandwidth, file size, and your imagination. That does it for the Summer Movie Spectacular, but I'll be back soon with another brand new episode. In the meantime, feel free to post your comments or questions about this or any other episode on the blog at indesignsecrets.com slash theindesigner. You can also contact me by email at info at theindesigner.com or look for me on AIM or iChat as The Indesigner. Until next time, this is Michael Murphy for the InDesigner Videocast and InDesignSecrets.com. Thanks for watching.